Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder, financial educator, financial coach, and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get started with paying yourself first and learning how to manage your finance like the boss that you are, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? A free financial wellness checklist at bossofmymoney.com. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, financial educator, budgeting expert, and the founder of Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest. Girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get clear about where you stand financially, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? Stop by at bossofmymoney.com slash minicourse. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea, and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Good morning to you. So welcome to Boss of My Money podcast. Today is day number two of my 30 days daily podcast challenge. So every single day in the month of September, I will be publishing a new podcast episode just for you. So I'm really excited about us hanging out together throughout this month. And I have themed this month as Start Fresh September because I believe that it's such a great month to start fresh. You know, whether you're on track or you're not on track on your financial goals, um, I just see it as a month of new beginning. You can go back and just reflect on your current goals. You can set new ones. You can, you know, see how much progress you've made. And if you've not got started at all, now is the best time to get started. Um, as I said in the previous podcast episode, you don't have to wait till January to start working on improving your finances. You can actually start today and give yourself a head start before the year ends. So I am continuing with part two of our September Q&A. I had some amazing questions that you all submitted um, by Instagram. And so question number two that I'll be answering today is from a mum. And she's asking, how do I manage my finances as a single mum? So I'm going to be sharing six tips with you on how to do this. So you guys will know, obviously, I am not a mum, nor am I a single mum. So what qualifies me to kind of answer this question? Well, I am surrounded by amazing, amazing mums, mums who are both married and single. And I learned so much, you know, from them. Um, So I'm able to draw from my own personal experience 
and also just my knowledge of you know the clients that I've worked with that are single parents, the challenges that they've shared with me and some of their strategies that they use or what I've encouraged them to use in order to manage their finance as a single mom. So this is a great question. As a single parent, not only are you having to carry the financial burden alone, but you also have to plan ahead and stay on top of your game. Even if the other parent is assisted financially, the parent who the child stays with always spends more money. I don't care how much assistance or support the other parent gives, but whoever the child lives with, that parent tends to spend more money. So having a budget and staying organized and on top of your finances will help you to minimize stress around your money. It will help you to plan ahead, keep you out of debt and help you achieve your financial goals for you and your family. So the way that I show single moms to manage their finances is by having three main categories in their budget, right? And these categories um, can be broken down further and I'll go on to explain that a little bit more but the three main categories that you want to always be budgeting towards is one for household two for you the parent and the third one is going to be for the child so these whenever you're thinking about spending money managing money saving investing you know, debt, budgeting, expenses, you're always thinking, what do I, what money do I have for the household? That will include bills. What money do I need for myself as a parent? Because you need things as well. What money do I need for the children? So differentiating what expenses are for household, for you, the parent, and for the children is very important. I find it's the easiest way to manage your finances as a single mom. You don't want any complicated budget budget system. I hate complicated budget system because, you know, it would just put me off from ever budgeting or wanting to manage my finances. So in addition to those categories, you want to develop this further into um, additional pots. You then want to develop this further into additional pots. So what is fun? What is for savings? You then want to develop this further into additional pots. So when you have household, your pot and the child's pot, you want to be clear about what savings do you have for the household, what savings is for you, what savings is for the child, what investing is like general investing for the family, what is your investment, what is the child's investment. So you want to be clear about all of those things. And I find that parents tend to leave themselves out um, when they're budgeting or when they're managing their finances and by doing that you will actually make it more difficult for your children because when they get older you know they will have to support themselves and you at the same time so it's important that you don't leave yourself out of you building your savings for both your short-term and long-term goals but also for your retirement for your pension um i know a lot of parents who Yes, they have ISAs for their kids, but they don't have any pension um, investment, no retirement investment 
for themselves and they think that oh no but I'm putting my child first and it's that whole thing about putting on the oxygen mask you know your oxygen mask first as a parent yes you want to you know plan for your children you want to support them you want to want them to be prepared in life but you also have to look after yourself and by looking after yourself you are actually helping them in the long run because when your children get to the age, you know, where they're in their mid-20s, 30s, where they should be grinding and hustling um, for themselves to get on the property ladder, to, you know, climb up the career ladder and to try and earn as much money as possible and to start investing early, they're not going to be able to do that because they have to look after you. And it just becomes a vicious cycle. Um, so it's really important that you also put yourself first Um your savings, your investment, and, you know, you can do the same for your child as well. There's that misconception that you can't do both together, but you actually can and you should. So when it comes to saving, you don't have to, you know, save a lot. So, for example, if you only had £100 a month that you could save for all the three categories, household, you as the parent and as the child, what you can do, and this is just an example, is you can save £50 for the household, £25 for you and £25 for the child every single month. And remember that the key is consistency, right? It's not so much about how much you can save. Down the line, that does become important for you to achieve your goals. But in the beginning, when you start to budget and you're getting a grip of your finances, you just want to build that muscle and you just want to be saving. Even if it's £50, £25 every single month, it all adds up. Money is money. There's no too little saving or too much saving. So as a single parent, keeping eyes on your finances by budgeting is essential. So your budget is basically your financial plan, as I always say. It's the foundation of your financial plan. Your budget is going to show you where you are, where you need to be and how to get there. You want to stay out of debt, right? So avoid using overdraft and credit cards for things you don't have money for. Learn to live within your means. Try and pay off credit card balances in full each month. Your credit card is not your emergency fund. Use it wisely to build your credit, but don't see it as a second paycheck or as your backup emergency fund. Talking about emergency fund, the next thing you want to do is have an emergency fund. Murphy Law is real. Guys, I experienced this so much when I started my financial journey, when everything was going wrong, things that I didn't expect, my car being hit and scratched, you know, twice when it was parked and I had to pay excess to get it fixed that I never had money for. So things are going to happen that are outside of your control. You want to have your emergency fund. You know the saying that, you know, save for a rainy day. We want to make sure we have that. So if you don't have an emergency fund at all, you want to try as quickly as possible to save at least a £1,000. Um, so that in case anything happens, you've got money that you can solve it. Most emergencies tend to be under £1,000, so avoid the breaks, you know, your kids got an emergency at school, um, you know, you run out of money for food shopping, not because you've gone over your food budget, but maybe because the child was ill and you had to get medication and you had to buy certain foods and food budgets gone high that month. There's so many different reasons why you might need to dip into your emergency fund. So... Start by saving £1,000 as quickly as possible, um, even if it means just paying off the minimum on your debts for a little while, 
whilst you build that emergency fund is so important. And then once you have the emergency fund, the 1000 in place, if you have high interest debts, you want to then prioritise paying off the debts. And once you've paid off the debts, you will then come back to your emergency fund and build it to up to six months of your total household expenses. And again, this is so that if you were ill, if you weren't feeling well, or you lost your job, or you lost overtime hours that you relied on at work, you know, you had to take time off work because your child was ill. It means that you and your children can survive for up to six months without having to get into debt, without having to, you know, beg anybody for money or, you know, have to scramble just to survive, right? You know that you can survive for six months. And usually within six months, most people can find, you know, a new job in order to get themselves back on track. So the other thing you want to do is you want to start investing early for you and your children. Start with ISAs and your workplace pension. Um, start small and increase, you know, each year by, I usually try to increase by at least £50 every quarter um, in my investment. So you can start small and increase as your salary goes up. You can say, okay, every time my salary goes up, I'm going to add 5% or 10% um, towards my investment. So if you are under the age of 39, you should definitely open up a LISA. Um, this is an amazing, amazing um, investment account that you can use towards buying your first property or towards your retirement. The government in the UK will give you 25% bonus as it stands now. And for your children, you want to have a junior ISA for them if they are under 18. And if you need help with setting this up, then let me know. I'll be more than happy to set that up. Or if you have questions about the junior ISAs, then do let me know. So you also want to work towards earning more money than you spend, right? A lot of single parents, like I said, there's a lot of financial burden on them, right? Because they're having to do it on one income. And even if, you know, the other parent is supporting, um, they could always usually do with more money, to save and to invest and to just live a little bit more of a comfortable life. So you want to have a goal to always spend less than you earn, but also earn more money as the years go by. You want to increase your salary, mainly because of inflation, the cost of living will go up. And so you want to make sure that you're able to afford things, that you're able to save more and invest more so that you can get your money working harder and this is basically how you will achieve financial independence for you and your family is by increasing your income over time so if you have a job go for that role that you enjoy that's going to pay you more money work extra hours do over time if it's available and it doesn't take you away from being there for your children start a side hustle um, I actually have a blog post of like tons of ideas of side hustles for single moms that you can check account on the blog but look for side hustles that you can do at home you know if you don't want to spend more hours outside of the home you want to be home with your children there are so many side hustles nowadays that you can do at home you know after you finish work you can even start your own business if there's a skill that you have that you can help other people with or that you can solve um, problems with and people are willing to pay you for that. Just be creative on how you can bring in that additional income stream because that's really going to help you, like I said, to hit those goals and 
It will help you to save faster, to come out of debt quicker, to, you know, save for your house deposit, to buy your home or save and invest more for your long-term goals and for your children also for yourself. And finally, your circle of influence is also very, very important. You want to be around other single moms and also married moms that are doing well with their finances. Um, you know, I'm married and I have a lot of single friends that I hang around with that I learn from and vice versa. So you don't just want to be around single moms. You can definitely learn from, you know, couples and what they're doing that's working ask them questions. If you are avid listener of this podcast, you know that my number one goal is to get us to be more open about finances, to have more open conversations, to share what we know and to help each other out to get to where we want to get to. So don't be afraid to ask questions. There's no silly question. If you don't know, you don't know. That person that you're asking that may know the answer, there was a point where they didn't know, but now they do. So don't think that, you know, you should know better or you're a certain age and it's a stupid question. There's no such thing. Ask your questions. You can also ask them to be your accountability partner. You know, ask them to hold you accountable and have regular check-ins with them. And you also want to ask them about, you know, their money mistakes and the achievements that they have made. That's so, so, so important, right? Um, It's great that we celebrate people and their success, but the success usually comes with failure and mistakes. So we also want to know what those are so that we can learn from them also. So that's the end of question number two. So join me tomorrow for um, the final question for the September Q&A. And it's going to be actually a question about Christmas, about preparing for Christmas. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Boss of My Money podcast so that you can get a notification every single day in the month of September when I upload a new podcast episode. Thank you for sharing this podcast. And please let me know on Instagram, tag me um, to you listening to it. Let me know what your key takeaway, you know, has been and what tips you are already working with that are working for you. And what new tips are you going to try? Thank you again. Take care. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you would like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send your questions to esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast on Apple. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how to get started on your financial journey and start mastering your budget. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send them to me at esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast 
I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast as well as share it. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.